to the ether today is tuesday december 13th 2022 today on the ether juno community call number one organized by the communication sub dow let's take a listen okay welcome everybody to the juno community call number one this is where we will be giving the inside scoop on what's happening on juno fortnightly we plan to maintain a regular presence and we'll have various contributors to the Juno ecosystem on the call. Demi sadly could not make the first call and I know he was indeed up for it. That being said, I'm happy to have Mr. Jake Hartnell. Jake, how are you doing, mate? I'm fucking stoked. I'm doing great. I could not be more excited for the future and for the new year and for yeah, where we're heading. We're heading good places. So excellent, excellent stuff. Likewise, mate. Okay, time to outline the agenda and the key topics for today's discussion. But before I do that, I would like to mention that the call will last approximately 60 minutes and will be recorded for future reference. Topics of discussion today updates from the core teams, governance recap, Commonwealth, and on chain, project updates on Juno. And depending on time, we should be okay, but we'll have an open mic session from the community at the end. As mentioned, we have Jake from Core One here today who will talk a little more about technical updates happening on Juno. And we've got Reese here as a guest and Jack also, so thanks for coming up. Uh, and also, we'll go into a little bit about the gov props that have happened recently. So let's get into it. Uh, updates from the Core teams the emergence of subdials and the benefits they will provide. Do you have any thoughts or ideas about the subdials that you'd like to share, Jake? Uh, yes, I have a lot. Uh, I think we should back up like just a, a wee bit and like talk a little bit about, I think, the vision for Juno. I think that what we're building here is like an incubator for the interchain. And the real opportunity we have, and I think the real strength of this community, is becoming the strongest DAO in Cosmos. Um, and that is something that has a lot of staying power. Contracts are open source. Code is open source. Community is the moat. And with, with sub DAOs, you know, and with the larger Juno DAO, that's the really exciting opportunity that we have. We're going to make the strongest DAO in Cosmos and I think even crypto. Um, and there's a real opportunity there. Subdows is though is how we do it, and that's why I'm really excited about them. And we're one of the first chains in Cosmos to like really pioneer this concept of subdows, which I think will, you know, go many places. Uh, I'm excited for subdows because it's how we scale. It's how we scale in a bottoms up emergent kind of way. It's how we scale in a way that 
allows for self-organization and self-determination. If you have a great idea or something that you think needs to be done, like more educational resources or communication subdata is a really great thing. Maybe you want to, you know, make a subdata of influencers or a subdata, you know, we have the delegations subdata that's coming up with a clear delegation policy for like community funds. Um, we have proposals that we'll talk about to make even core one itself an official subdow fully accountable to the community and with like, you know, elected membership. Uh, subdows are how we are going to like scale this org. What we are creating here is an institution, not a, a traditional institution, but you know, we're, we're creating a powerful, you know, group of people. Um, and that is something that you just can't copy and paste. Um, I guess some uh, thoughts, I have a lot of thoughts around subdows and like where they're going to go. It's still, it's still early days and we're still figuring out best practices. Uh, we're learning from our mistakes. It's definitely a period right now where we're ripping off some band-aids, but we're, we're making the changes that are needed and I'm happy to talk about all the different props that are coming up and how we're moving forward. Um, I think with subdows, I guess my last thought there is that I think we're going to, especially with DAODAV2, which is coming out very soon, we're going to have some really cool new tools that subdows will be able to use to carry out their missions. Uh, I, I'll highlight, you know, just two uh, relevant ones, or perhaps the most relevant one is like payroll contracts. We need better ways of like making deals and incentivizing contributors and uh, you know, making agreements with people. So we have a payroll vesting contract, which I think is going to be very powerful. Uh, we have also a whole compensation system that we actually use with DowDow and that we uh, are, are going to be sharing with the wider community with DowDow or with DowDow v2. Uh, and that allows for what this kind of new compensation system called retroactive rewards. And I'm really excited for subdows to start experimenting with different ways that we can uh, reward the people that are creating value in the community and also make sure that we're, you know, doing all the tasks that we have to do to become like a really strong, like DAO and community, you know, and that's helping people organize around education, helping people organize around documentation, helping people organize around tooling organize around communications, around core development, around investing in projects and growing the ecosystem. There's a lot to be done. And, um, you know, I guess those are like my high level thoughts on subdows. I could ramble for a long time, but I think it's probably good enough for that question. So That's brilliant. Um, thanks for covering that. Uh, what do you think will be the most appealing opportunities for community involvement moving forward with subdows? I mean, you mentioned like delegation subdows. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, opportunities for communities to propose new subdows. I also think that we can have subdows that we can have multiple subdows that are kind of similar. Um, like, for example, communications is so broad. Like, what if there were subdows? Like, you know, there there could be more. Like. We don't have to have just one like subdial that does all, you know, thing. like we can actually have like a, a decent amount of communication uh, related stuff like education, documentation. These are huge parts of communication. Um, and I'm really excited. I think the best way to get involved is if you have an idea or you see something that's like not being done in the community, 
start writing up a proposal. Like, go on Commonwealth, find some people that care about that issue, and like organize yourself and and put forward a proposal. And in that proposal, you can also like you know request like you know in like incentives for like the people working on like carrying out the task. The great thing about subdows is that they are fully accountable to um, to the community, and so they can members can be changed. Like you know if 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 you guys aren't doing your job, like you could be replaced or, you know, the funding could be revoked or a new subdow could be rec- created to replace an old one. And that's all really exciting and great. So I, I'd say like the best way to get involved is like, you know, think about what needs to be done and what your skills are and find people that want to do it and start working on proposals for different kinds of subdows you'd like to create. I think that's a really, really great way for people to get involved. Um, and I see a lot of really great faces out there, uh, people like Rarma, you know, uh, Camel, Max, obviously, like there's just a lot of good people out there that have, you know, great skills that we could put to, to use for this community. Um, and we're just going to get better and better at doing this stuff. And uh, yeah, so in terms of like, yeah, how to get involved, like there's different levels of involvement. You know, you can just tweet about stuff on Twitter and or, you know, if you really want to get involved, like jump in. We have this amazing, you know, open governance system and anyone can write a proposal and anyone can propose a new subdial. And if you have an idea, I'm happy, like, feel free to like send it my way. Like, or, and I'm sure like others in the core team, like Jack, Reese, uh, Max, you know, anyone in the Juno community, like feel free to like shop these ideas around. Um, but yeah, that's, if you see something that needs doing, like, like step up it's i think the the great thing about juno is like we're this sort of like self-organizing community and yeah that can be like i think a lot of times people want like a king or or whatever you know to like tell them you know what to do uh and you know we still have leaders you know uh jack's a leader i'm stepping up and trying to lead you know as much as as a as a can uh max rama we have all these people that are just like emerging from the community uh and yeah it's uh yeah just get involved right proposals like you know it's like we can we can easily sit back and be like oh we need this we need this and then you know a really great way to just do do that is like use commonwealth use twitter to your advantage just be like hey let's do an education subdow because we need better resources or um you know and and put put together teams put together crews you know yeah, for sure. I've seen some comments before about uh, potential subdials slowing down the innovation on Juno. I mean, have you got any thoughts on that just before we move on to the next sort of topic, Jake? Uh, I don't. I think it's like what what I'm referring to is like you know the time it takes to vote on something or a change or what I think you touched on it. Uh, the way I've never actually thought about it this way as you can have different subdials for. For instance, communication subdial, there could be different subdials within those subdials as well. Can that be done? Yeah, uh, subdials can actually have subdials. So maybe, you know, these these things will take time to like, you know, emerge. But yeah, there's, this is the time for ideas and experimentation. And like Juno is one of the best like experimentation chains out there. Like we're we're doing some things that, like really haven't been done before um and that's pretty exciting and cool 
Uh, I actually think that subdows are really efficient. It's very slow to go through governance for everything, but if we can like, like give people a certain amount of responsibility and a certain leeway in which to act, uh, it, a multi-sig can move really fast. A multi-sig can just vote for a proposal and pass it instantly. Um, multi, like a small group of people can move really fast. And as long, the key is keeping them accountable to, you know, all the Juno stakeholders, basically. Um, and if we can do that, we can have something that's like fully like uh, democratic or fully like community run. That's like a, a DAO first. We can have a DAO first community that is actually, I would say, more efficient than, you know, these kind of like top down uh, leadership models. Brilliant. Okay. Um, moving on but to the... But of course, I'm a, I'm a DAO maximalist. So, you know, so... <laughs> Obviously, I, love I would think that. Love it, man. Um, moving on to the next topic, then. Uh, Just to finish up there, uh, if you want to start a start subdial, there's a clear way to do that. Uh, I think giving a shout out for like an idea on Twitter is a great way to rally some people, and then like the perfect place to start is Commonwealth. Um, you know, and if you need any help, like uh, making a proposal, you can always talk with like me or, or Reese or someone you know who's a developer on Juno, and we can we're happy to help with that. And if proposal deposits are also an issue, uh, we're happy to help with that too. So the place to start is Twitter to like rally people and get them to care about your cause. Then write up a draft and put it on Commonwealth. That's the perfect place to start. Thank you, man. Next uh, topic on the agenda with an update from the core teams, Juno V12 upgrade. Now we have Reese in the house. Um, he's just going to go over what's involved within this V12 upgrade, which looks very busy. So I'm going to open the floor to you, Reese. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. So I'm a developer and project manager on Juno for the next release, version 12. Like you said, it's a very packed update. There's a lot of cool things coming to Juno, both from the user experience side as well as the development side. So for version 12, we're going to continue to stay on SDK version 45. However, the next update of Juno, we are looking to move towards SDK 47 to bring in other cool features such as groups, uh, NFTs, and just other, other improvements there. Uh, we plan to launch version 12 on the testnet at either the end of this week or early next week. And then we'll hopefully have the mainnet launch after the holidays, early to mid-January. So that's kind of the rough timeline that we have here. From the actual feature standpoint, the largest feature that we're bringing over is the Oracle module, which has been implemented from the Yumi chain and is previously the Terra fork. So it's been well, well tested to fit Juno's needs, and it'll help bring more DeFi products to Juno, uh, both currently as well as in the future for, for uh, developers' needs. The next large update is the fee share module. This was previously voted on and approved, and it will split 50% of fees that a user would, would pay typically to the DApp developers if they opt in to receive it. So it allows for non-direct monetization of contracts and should help increase adoption for, for special use cases that maybe don't currently have a business model now, but can now leverage the, the fee share to, to monetize and help fund their future. Uh, this could either be set to the developer's wallet or to another DAO to be paid directly to and then allow the DAO to control those funds. And governance will be able to toggle it at any time and change the rate anywhere from you know 1% up to 100% of fees for any of these message executes. So it's really, really be able to, to move through there. 
Can we, can we just talk about how cool and huge that is that we passed a governance proposal to build a feature that certain other chains, I won't say their names, raised like tens of millions of dollars of VC money. And we shipped that feature thanks to Reese. Kudos, Reese, like super fucking amazing job. Uh, but we, we shipped that feature before said chain even launched. And we're going to keep doing more of that. I, I, I didn't, but like, that's also just another great way. Again, if we want to be like the incubation, uh, like zone of the interchain, like the incubator for the interchain, like this is another great tool to have in our toolkit. Smart contract developers can now earn incentives just by having people use their smart contracts, which is like, I think huge. And thank you, Reese, for really taking the lead on that feature. Everyone should give them a follow. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. I was just, I'm just really excited about that one. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited about it as well. You know, both from the implementation standpoint, it's a lot of fun to write, as well as from the developer standpoint of what new features can we see bring to Juno? And like you said, you know, this is a safe way to do it and has beat another chain to market. So really excited to see that and see how it works on TestNet. For the next feature that we're also bringing is the token factory token factory module. This is implemented from Osmosis and will allow us to better manage tokens and improve the user and developer experiences for applications. Specifically, this would be in Kepler, viewing your tokens on MintScan without having to add the token to your Kepler, as well as sending, sending it directly via the command line interface. So we're, we're currently working on conversion tooling to make this transition seamless for CW20s and DAOs to use these new native denominations. Uh, if you are inter interested in this, please reach out to me directly to make sure that your unique use case is ready for mainnet. That way that we can begin testing it on testnet, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. The final module that we are adding is global fee, which will set a minimum fee across the entire network for all nodes of, of different denominations. So this will make sure that all nodes get fees and that those fees can be correctly distributed to both stakers as well as DApp developers and things like that. Initially, we will launch without set denomination so it'll still be how we currently have it now but in the future we can add an upgrade uh, through commonwealth as well as putting it up on chain to add other token denominations such as juno usdc and osmosis so those are the main core module features that we are bringing but then we also have some other smaller features which are also you know just as important uh, specifically we're going to have interchain accounts both the host and controller so you'll be able to control it from other chains with ibc We'll be upgrading to IBC version 4, which will also include IBC memos. So you can send an IBC transaction and do some action on another chain. For example, let's say you have your Juno tokens. You want to bring them over to Osmosis and then perform a swap. You'll be able to do that seamlessly. We're bringing IBC fees for relayers for, to help with, with fees and transactions. We'll also be bringing a minimum governance deposit to prevent governance spam. If you look on, on, other, on MintScan, you'll be able to see that there's these fake airdrop phishing scams. We want to mitigate that. And by doing that, we'll put up the 20% deposit rate. And we'll also be having a lot of other nice to have features for developers to both build on Juno, both from the tooling side, as well as utility side in the Juno D binary itself. So those are my updates on the version 12 upgrade. Really exciting stuff coming. A lot of these things will integrate directly with DAOs, sub DAO, DAO DAO, as well as just normal contract uh, developers being able to remove features that are cumbersome and and make it easier to, to build on Juno in the future. There's one more thing, which is we also are supporting the latest WASM-D module, so the latest version of Cosmosm. This importantly has support for better support for Auth-D in Cosmosm. And so you can spec, like, 
uh, authorizations allow another account to perform actions on behalf of another account. Um, and so with this new version, we'll be able to uh, authorize an account to call a smart contract with a particular message on, like, on your behalf. So as a use case for this, um, imagine that finally, DAO, got, that finally got finished up. It cool. finally got finished up. It was a, it was a long, you were, you were part of that conversation. Um, I think I wrote the first version of that. You did write the first version of that. Um, but that's actually in the, um, it's actually in the, the next release. And I think that's going to be really great for a lot of smart contract developers. You can have a DAO that authorizes a sub DAO to trade on its behalf on like Windex, for example. Um, so super cool stuff that can be done with the latest version of WASMD. And I think, I think that's it, unless Reese or, or Jackie have anything to add. And we can get to governance. I mean, yeah, we're, we're doing, uh, you know, Strangelove's been very busy as well. A lot of the pieces that Reese mentioned, especially around core IBC, we've been upstream productionizing those uh, with various chains, particularly interchain accounts. We've had to spend quite a bit of work uh, making sure that that's production ready uh, in coordination with the Stride team. Um, we help them go to market with that and, and run a bunch of relayers for them, uh, help find a bunch of bugs there. Relayer fees, another feature that we've been working on for a long time. Reese mentioned the IBC memo field. Uh, the first application to utilize that is going to be called the packet forward middleware. Um, this allows you to say move your atoms from osmosis to Juno swap uh, in one transaction as opposed to having to manually move them. <clears throat> We're working on some other things moving forward to utilize that feature as well. <clears throat> Strange Love has also been building uh, some automated upgrade support tooling to help uh, make it easy to test full network upgrades against a realistic fork of Juno. Um, that should be ready sometime early next year. Probably going to miss the V12 upgrade, but should be available for the V13 upgrade. We've also been working quite a bit on cross-chain smart contract uh, infrastructure. Right now, it's it's fairly difficult to do. It takes a lot of specialized tooling, and it's very hard to do kind of QA on these cross-chain smart contracts, uh, and we've been working on that. So that's so what Strangelove has been up to over the last few months, specifically with respect to Juno. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, Jake, have you got anything else to add? And we can proceed to the next item on the agenda. Uh I was going to maybe mention mesh, but I think uh, it'll come up in a different section. So let's let's go on to governance. Wicked. Okay, um, governance recap from Commonwealth and on chain. Now I'm just going to fly through these, and you can always check the details and the mint scan um, proposals on Juno. We'll start with Prop Fifty Six, the launch of the communication sub DAO. I'm involved in it. The introduction of the comms sub-DAO allows us to expand communications and outreach within and outside the Cosmos ecosystem, keeping, up the, uh, keeping the community updated by sharing news of what is currently going on and being built out on Juno Network, as well as future developments, something we have actually started to work on straight away. You can check out the Wind article we put out yesterday. And also importantly, educate both new and current users and developers about projects and tooling built on both Juno and the interchain. Um, Prop 57, implementation of a price oracle for Juno, which was clearly passed and we spoke about there. 
Uh, Jake, I take it you're looking forward to the Oracle on Juno? Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to get more projects on, on Juno. Now you can basically, you know, copy paste any like Terra project and, you know, deploy it on Juno. Great. Awesome. There's a lot of amazing DeFi projects that can be built with like oracles. Um, I think we're going to be exploring like other oracle solutions like based around Cosmosm, but this is a great way for teams to get up and running like now, which is, I think, great. And also kudos that like, uh, you know, uh, Reese, Notional, uh, like ev everyone who's like helped like, like ship this feature super timely. Like it wasn't long ago that this prop passed and we've got it coming in the v12 upgrade which is like the devs be building like hell yeah probably very exciting uh prop 64 funding only open source projects as mentioned in prop 59 of course uh this prop is all about refining that previous proposal uh for anyone who well if you've been paying attention to twitter you might have noticed some well-known conversations about this topic recently but we, you've refined the proposal now, Jake, and it's passed. Yeah, I think this is a really good, solid step going forward. Um, I thought Prop 59 was great. We want to fund open source software. We are built on open source software. It's it's beautiful. The language was a little broad in Prop 59, so we've just clarified it a little bit. So going forward, uh, Core 1, aka the Juno Development Fund, can only fund projects where every component is open source. The same is going to apply to like Hack Juno and projects like that. Uh, or sub DAOs like that, that are like the goal is to fund, you know, these public goods. Um, we, you know, we ha had some great discussions with the community that uh, led to this. Like, for example, people building video games, maybe they might have some component of their game engine that's not open source. What really matters and the, the actual requirements have been a little bit more refined. The smart contracts must be open source by the time they get on chain. And this is to protect people, it's to make sure that no one hides any like, a malicious bug that like will allow them to steal all the money with like a backdoor or it's also to make sure that you know we can like properly audit the code and make sure it's safe so yeah so projects receiving funding and deploying contracts on chain must open source their contracts before they're deployed on mainnet and so i think that's a really great requirement furthermore wallet projects where users store their private keys and interact with the chain must open source you know to to receive funding um we did also clarify that you know um, this 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 applies for projects going forward. I really think that in general, like the concept of ex post facto, you you can't be guilty of a crime where the law was like passed after like some decision was made. We it's it's a it's a good principle. You know, we should if there and I, I don't think this affects very many projects at all. But um, yeah, I think that I'm, I'm really excited for like this much better clarity around our values around funding open source software uh, and, you know, making sure that we like, you know, protect users and uh, are also just speeding up innovation and development. Open source is great for that. Like let's, let's move fast. And it's also just, yeah, we don't have to rant too much about it. I think we've, for sure. we've talked a lot about this as a community, but I'm, I'm really excited for this prop and, and yeah, the future. Excellent, man. Uh, prop 60. Loop Finance, final tranche, which was passed. Um, you can go into more details on that again via Mint Scan. Prop 61. I, I will, wait, I I will stop say, there. I want to say one note there, which is like, I think, uh, you know, I think it's good that we like are, you know, dealing with like 
you know, the past we're ripping off the band-aids. I'm not good. Like that was like, you know, not an ideal like thing, but I think we've learned lessons and we're making changes going forward. And that's what matters is that we, we learn from our mistakes and we don't wallow in the past. And also kudos on the Juno community for like honoring that agreement, even though it might not have been in our best interest. Uh, it's a good sign. No, let no one flood this community for like, Oh, Juno's a commie chain or whatever. It's like, um, I, so I think that was important. I'm really glad the community, uh, you know, made that decision. Um, going forward, we do need to be much better about making any sorts of deals with sub DAOs. But again, I think we've, we've learned some hard lessons and, you know, we're, we're making the changes and I'm hoping some of the new DAO tools for things like vesting contracts for things like, uh, retroactive rewards or retroactive like contribution will like help, uh, enable like better, 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 like things going forward. Yeah, Jake, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, mate. Uh, yeah, you prop, just got to keep walking. So Yeah, <laughs> long way. Prop 61, Sunset Liquidity Incentives for Juno Swap. Uh, this proposal was put up by Demi. Uh, is there anything you want to touch on that quickly or should we get on with the rest? Uh, I think that we have some exciting uh, decentralized exchanges that are, are, are coming to Juno and we were going to talk about them a little bit during the project section. Yes. I think this is another great example of, yeah, just ripping off the Band-Aid. You know, um, I think just to be clear, like Juno Swap is not Juno. I think the the name has like convinced people that like this is like you know like the official project. They were the first, and um, you know I think more hard lessons, but like we have to move forward. And there's some really great like you know projects like like WindDex and WindDAO that are are coming to the chain, and there's others potentially in the future. Uh, and I think it's much more judicious to like. Uh, sunset the incentives for now so we can have a better plan going forward of like do we want to use these uh like incentives to lure in other dexes i think uh, i'm really excited about the launch of windex obviously and we're going to get to talk with that team so yeah um i'm i'm really glad this decision happened um yeah so prop 63 which was passed as well recently formalized usage of commonwealth for governance it's sort of related to prop 59 and it's wording i suppose so yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that one person, of course. Um, uh, yeah, yeah so it's we'll... it's important. I think many times in Juno's history, or just in the history of Cosmos, taking a little bit of time to like have a better draft of a proposal just really helps. Like, yeah, I really think that like a lot of like you know drama that's happened in the past has just come from poorly worded proposals, uh, and I think. There's like a lot of times it's like the devil's always in the details. And like, I think Prop 59 was a good example. It was like pretty divisive when it was put out because it wasn't very carefully worded. And if they put it on Commonwealth beforehand, it would have been like almost unanimous, you know, just mm -hmm. like do a little bit more discussion, a little bit more careful wording. It, it really helps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jack, just, please. just, just one other thought on that rushing things. <clears throat> One other thing to remember is that we are a truly global community. And I think that that is kind of a talking point that gets used a lot, but people don't really understand what the responsibilities and downsides that come with that are. Our community speaks many different languages, and we kind of meet in the middle in English, but that's not always um, the sort of same dialect of English. And 
giving these things time allows non-native English speakers to really fully understand the implications of sort of some of these proposals and also allows people in many different time zones to participate in this governance in a way that when things become very synchronous and are rushed, people get left out. And I, I think that that's often a strategy that gets used by teams that are, you know, sometimes with the best of intentions um, in order to keep momentum and keep things moving. But we just have to remember that how harmful that is as a whole to proper governance on Juno. And we need to make sure that we, uh, you know, slow these things down and, and move a little bit more deliberatively, especially with top level governance. And as Jake's mentioning, we need to rely on delegation and sub DAOs for speed. Well said, Jack, well said. Um, moving on then, as we are monitoring time here, uh, Prop 67, increased community tax, which is ongoing, which I do want to talk about. So that in order to continue funding development and have a sustainable ecosystem, Juno requires strong treasury community pool. This proposal requests to increase the current community tax from 2% to 10% until at least the next halving, which will result in the following benefits described in the prop. The voting period ends this Thursday, so please do check that out and vote. Yeah, uh, kudos to 360 for taking leadership and putting this forward. I think he's listening below. Give him a follow. Um, I think that this is really healthy. Again, if we want to be one of the like the strongest DAO in the interchain, uh, this is very important. We need a sustainable treasury, especially as we go forward and we want to, you know, fund things like education sub DAOs. You know, like. Uh, invest, you know, it's, it's having a, I think this is something that unfortunately the Adam community has like learned the hard way of like, once that treasury gets like too low, it, you start getting into, and we don't have to get into all that, but I think mm -hmm. I, I see this as like mostly a positive. And, you know, the great thing is we, you know, it's, it's controlled by governance. And so we can always like, you know, change things going forward. But I think this is a, a very sensible proposal and will help keep us in, in really good shape. For sure. Uh, okay, so there's um, a couple of Commonwealth draft proposals. Um, General Constitution, Jake, can you provide insight into the reasoning behind this Commonwealth proposal? I'm really excited about this. You know, that honestly, I think this is something that, in hindsight, we could have done from like a much earlier stage. Um, but the important thing is that you know we're doing it now. And, you know, we're one of the first chains to like really kind of go through this process. Uh, the, I think the first version is going to be really simple. And it's just stating very clearly what our values are and what our guidelines are and how we will act as a community um, in human readable language. And I think that that's a really, really important statement. And does that re resolve things that happened in the past? No, but it's important to at least come to agreement on, you know, these are our high level values. This is what we will and will not do as a community. This is how, you know, I, I think it's a really important start and honestly something we, we should have done sooner, but I, I'm, I'm really glad we're, we're doing it now. Um, and it's, it's another like sort of strong message that we're sending of, you know, it's an, it's an important part of like organizing uh, this, this, this community. So mm -hmm. I'm super stoked. Uh, we are, we're not going to rush this on chain. Uh, it's going to go through a, a lengthier comment period than uh, some things. Um, but yeah. we want to make sure that it's, it's, it's really well done. Um, there's, 
there'll be plenty of time to comment on it. It will be tweeted about from the main accounts. Um, yeah. uh, much more discussion to have there. If you have thoughts on it, please weigh in on Commonwealth. Like this is this is a great time to be discussing it. Um, yeah. And um, core one, let's talk yeah, about so this, that. And to I think this down. is another. I think this is another great one of like you know when we started the chain, we did not have Dowdo. We just didn't, mm -hmm. and so we had to use you know the tools that we had, which were the Cosmos SDK multi sigs, which are um, they get the job done, but they're not the easiest to use. They're not user friendly. You have to be technical to use them, and you you can't also change the membership. And there's no way to uh, make those accountable, you know, to the larger DAO. And so I think as we've like kind of grown, it's become important that we really live by our values of decentralization and we make sure that like everyone is accountable, including core one. I also think that this is really important because it allows us to bring in, it allows for the possibility of bringing in new people and fresh blood. You know, it's like, uh, like kudos to everyone who's done work so far, but there's like amazing people in the community. I'll, I'm going to give a shout out to Max, for example, who is always in the fucking telegram. He's like, works so hard. I, I swear Max doesn't even sleep. Like I just, I, I, I don't know how he does it. Um, but, you know, I think we need to find, you know, ways of getting like people that really care and have a strong vision, like involved and, that, that should be even at the highest level. And we also need to make sure that we're holding our leaders accountable too. Um, we have to like walk the talk if we're going to be like this DAO thing, you know? Um, and so now that we have the tools for sub DAOs, it's time. It's time to like make Core One an official sub DAO. Uh, we're going to carry over a lot of the existing membership for continuity. I think continuity is good, but this is a really, really important change and one that I'm extremely uh, excited about. And I, I think is is needed I, I think this is a really great thing to also go along with the constitution as well you know it's like everything in juno there's no like special like core one thing that like you know everyone's like, held accountable to the same rules and i think that's really important it's also important for you know uh just like the people that serve on this stuff um it's way better to have like accountability with the community um, at least in the American uh, context. Um, I don't want to get into that whole discussion, but I'm just really excited about it because it's, it's a much needed change. I think it's time. I think we have the tooling now to like organize ourselves in a much better way. Uh, and, you know, these funds were always community funds. And so like, let's just bring them under the full control of the community, um, controllable via governance. And let's, you know, make sure that we have like the best leaders. And if new meet leaders emerge from the community, like people like Max that have gone above and beyond the call of duty, yeah. like let's give them a chance to serve. Absolutely, man. Long Max. Um, right. Okay. Um, just a quick time check, guys. Okay. So we're going to just delve into the next um, topic on the agenda now, which is uh, we're going to chat about some project updates on Juno. Uh, first up, we'll mention a little bit about Window. Uh, if you didn't see the article we released yesterday, where we recently shared news about the latest developments with Window on our Medium page, you can check it out by visiting General Communications on Twitter, and you'll see the post on there. Uh, if you could give us a follow, that'd be great. Uh, Jake, anything on Window? Windex, Window? I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're in the chat, so we can maybe invite them up, but... Uh... 
I think that, first of all, I'm really impressed with this team. They're some of the best Cosmosm developers. Like, they're literally the developers of Cosmosm. Like, we cannot have, like, a better team, like, building awesome DeFi protocols on Juno. Um, I've been amazed at what they've been, like, able to ship in, like, just a couple months. I've, I think there's going to be some public previews soon. Um, there's talk of uh, the, the DEX, which is just one of many protocols that they're going to be releasing. I'm not going to, like, steal their thunder. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's part of it. A suite of DeFi. Pro- oh, wind, wind is here. So I'm just going to let them speak now. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jake. Um, hello, wind. Uh, the floor is yours. If you want to spend a few minutes on have a we'll have a little uh, discussion with the community on what you guys are up to, that'd be great. Great. Um, thanks for having us here, and uh, special thanks to the Juno Communications uh, subdow. They did a wonderful, wonderful article for us. So if you guys haven't read it, um, I'd recommend following them and just checking that out. Um, yeah, so wind is, you know, as you can see uh, on our main uh, and updated website, it's a cross-chain DeFi ecosystem within Juno. Um, we have our DEX launching as the first product, but that's not the only thing that wind DAO will be. It's, it's going to be a suite of DeFi products. So the DEX will be the first one, and then we're going to have another one and another one and, you know, a couple, a couple more uh, in the next year uh, before the next year ends. Um, so at a, at a very high level, um, those are the things and ideas that that makes window what it is now everybody's probably wondering about the dex product um that's you know coming out probably within the next 30 days or less um and we're really excited about that uh, i think the community reception um all the buzz we're getting from people responding in the medium articles and all that has been really fantastic so far um, and I, I think one differentiator with this DEX product that we're launching is we've taken a lot of insights and learnings from other DeFi communities, other DEXs. Um, we studied things like token, token economics. What are some of the best practices, not just within the Cosmos ecosystem, but but broader as a whole? Um, and then how how can we you know apply some of those things into a DEX? Um, and I think one differentiating thing that we've done um, as a DAO is have multiple staking durations for, you know, for, for governance rights, but then apply a, a weighted gauge incentive system onto a DEX. And I think that's going to be a really new concept. It's not new to crypto per se, and, you know, uh, Curve does something similar, but this will be new to the Cosmos ecosystem where the individual user, um, whether it's a person having only one wind staked or a hundred or a thousand, those users can have a direct and measurable impact on the allocation of incentives on our decks. Um, so I think that's a really cool dynamic. And um, yeah, we're really excited about that. Two really simple things that I'm really excited about. Um, I hope I'm not giving away too much alpha. But Maybe I'll go ahead, go ahead. Just a little bit. Uh, UI for creating pools and UI for adding external incentives. I think, you know, one of the things that was kind of a missed opportunity in JunoSwap was you know, it's hard to maybe compete with Osmosis on like the like the big pools like Adam Adam Juno or Adam Osmo or you know the big you know, but the long tail of assets, all the DAOs that are coming up on Juno, things like Rack, like that's that that long tail of assets, like a Dex on Juno should totally be able to rock that market, and you know people on Juno we need that. Like if we're if we're gonna be the home of the DAOs, if we're gonna be this incubator for projects. We need a 
great decks with like an easy way to list and an easy way to add external incentives. The great thing about that is like, if you want to like launch your, you know, silly meme coin, you can have 10,000% APR. Great. Like it's just, you know, and it doesn't dilute the wind token. And I, I'm just really excited about like the work. And I hope I'm not sharing too much, but I'm excited about the work that you guys have done to like really like uh, shift something that I think will serve Juno in a much better way. Awesome. Yep. Ah, uh, he's having a stole there. Yeah, I don't think any thunder was stolen. Uh, thanks for um, you know sharing that insight, Jake. Brilliant. Okay. Um, well, you're on, Jake. The next project we can chat about is Dow Dow. Any alpha from your side, Jake? Yeah, people are like, "What's a flagship for Juno? What's like the flagship application?" Well, guess what? It's fucking DAOs. It's like we have like some of the like DAO V2 gonna come out, and it's gonna be really fucking awesome. Guess what? You can mint NFTs as a DAO. That's gonna be like super fun. And like, uh, I have like a really dumb DAO idea that is gonna launch, and I'm really excited for it. And I think it's gonna like make DAOs on Juno a lot more fun. Like when you can like do things like you know mint NFTs uh, or like have. I mean, it's V two is just like way better. It's 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 really really cool, and we're very excited to share it with the world. Uh, the audit for V two is like currently under progress. We expect that to be done in a week or two. Um, and then we have to respond to anything from the audit, and then after that, V two will be shipping. And we, we couldn't be more excited about it. Um, there's a lot of great new features in it. I don't want to make this entire space about all the cool stuff that's in like DAW2, but there's a lot of cool stuff. And I think it's one of the big reasons why people will choose to come to Juno is because we are going to make the suite of amazing DAO tooling that allows people to do things like crowdfunding, that allows uh, investment DAOs to swap tokens with other DAOs. Yes, we have a whole token swap UI. You'll be able to like start it out and like swap tokens permissionlessly, trustlessly with other DAOs. And I think it's just gonna like kick off like a whole new like fun era of just play and also just innovation. Um, it's really great to see projects like Wind's DAO also using like the latest DAO DAO contracts. Um, these, you know, we we have one of the reasons why, you know, this is gonna be an appealing place for people to come build their protocols is because they will be able to leverage, you know, really awesome DAO tooling. And it's not just about the DAO contract themselves. We're working on building a whole ecosystem of things around DAOs. Because DAOs are the future. Um, IBC via DAO DAO? Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that supported in V2? Yes, it's supported in V2. Do you guys have around that? Yes. Uh, Ooh, I will say the, we, the interchain <laughs> accounts, yeah. We also have some of the first UI in DowDow for using AuthV. Like using AuthV is like really hard for like it's you don't the, use the command line. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's because of the hardware wallet support that's getting fixed upstream. So yeah, yes. you know, I think that one of the things that will attract people to Juno more going forward is that we are like building again this really great community of DAOs, uh, and we're giving them superpowers and allowing them to you know, uh, take advantage of all that Cosmos has to offer. Like there's so many amazing things in Cosmos like interchain accounts, like Aussie, and you just need to create a great user experience on top of it that allows people to like leverage those kinds of capabilities. Um, and so we're really stoked. I will say the interchain account stuff is gonna be pretty basic. 
uh, it's actually a pretty hard UI problem because uh, mostly because of getting the data from all the different chains because there's over 50 chains in the inner chain and we don't have reliable RPC nodes for all of them. So uh, I think we're going to work that out in the coming months, but you will be able to you know, create accounts on other chains, which is really sick. Gee. Strangelab has, uh, we're, we're expanding support to the top 50 chains. So happy to provide RPCs. So give me a job. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we if we have an RPC, you know, that, great. We'll, we can talk off-band about that. But um, I, I think, I think you know, DowDow Dow is going to continue to be like a flagship, like, application uh, for Juno. And we have like a really committed group of like, I think some of the best builders in in Cosmos. Maybe that's a little bit, you know. Well, obviously I'm biased, but you know, we're like shipping some really cool stuff. And early on next year, we're going to be like unveiling uh, just more tools that allow you to like organize really awesome communities uh, and power your protocols. Like um, NFT DAOs, like that's that's going to be super fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to that investment DAOs. I'm really looking forward to when the token swap craze happens. Like that's going to be fun. Um, you know, and then I, uh, we're definitely right, going to be picking up like early next year. Some of the things we started earlier, I don't know if people remember Dow up, it's coming back, coming back. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have, uh, some much better protections against rug pulls. We have some really innovative stuff there. Um, and then like later on in the year, we've also, this is for like, yeah, we have a V3 that's planned and that's going to have privacy features. That's going to take a while. Don't get too excited. You know, it's going to take like six months to a year. Uh, this stuff is hard, but we're, you know, working with some great folks there. And we are going to be building zero knowledge voting, zero knowledge DAO treasuries, and zero knowledge DAO memberships. And so you'll be able to choose what parts of your DAO do you want public? What parts of your DAO do you want private? Just like the yin yang. It's like perfect. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Jake, for stepping in on that. Um, well, we'll talk about blockchain gaming. Auburn was very active in the community. Um, really nice guy, Stefan. A cross-platform tower defense game recently launched Alpha 6.1 in November, which was a pivoting point for them to, well, from moving from testnet to start developing players to play. Features uh, in-game tutorials. So if you want to go and check that out by visiting the download page, I will leave a link for that i'll post it in the comments of the space uh moving on because we are short on time uh just your protocol i noticed a, a a nice little tweet from them saying they are back building now jake i understand that you discussed uh this protocol during a talk in hack atom sol is there any information you know or you can share with the community about uh, this protocol yeah they're still alive this building i think they were a little bit freaked out from the whole tornado cash thing but um, they've got some really cool stuff. Privacy is a right. Uh, we're going to have a lot more zero-knowledge smart contracts examples soon. Just stay tuned. Yeah, exciting. Um, follow, follow Juicer Protocol on Twitter if you want the latest updates. Uh, yeah, and we have Interstake as well announced their integration with Juno. Now, that is another liquid staking protocol. Am I right in saying that? Um, I, just, I don't know much about them. I've just seen the announcement there, but I thought I'd mention it. Um, same deal, you can, you know, contract stakes or tokens well validator, you know, the smart contract claims and awards three times daily and restakes them for you. And yeah, it also works with Ledger because that's the first question that anybody asks. Um, I might have yes. this wrong, but I think that like they also were doing like a self-repaying loan kind of thing. 
Um, but we'd have to check on that. But, uh, yeah, um, I was trying to reach out to them. Uh, we'll, we'll cover them then once I find out more information on it. But literally, new news it broke to me. So, uh, yeah, cool. With that, we'll move on to the last topic in our list then. Now, I see a few people were up requesting. I do apologise, but I've left uh, the open mic for the end of the space specifically. So if anybody does want to come up and ask some questions, we'll have some time at the end. We'll we'll extend this call out from 60 minutes plus now because, yeah, it's obviously going to be a busy I'm, one. I'm, ha- I'm, one. Happy, I'm happy to stick around. I'm sure that Thank the you. community has some like great questions. Yeah. Bring bring the hard stuff. Like, bring it, like, <laughs> you know. Fantastic. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll read some questions that were, um, that were folks left in the... And the announcement tweet. Uh, so, first question is from OX Wilds. What is the community's opinion about the Juno Hackathon for the Turkish community? Now, he's, he, he, I do know who this guy is. He, he's known as Mr. Owl and Telegram. They are going on a bit of a tour of Turkey for the next week or month or so, and they are going to be setting up hackathons all around Turkey, which is Unbelievable. Um, I think they're working with the guys at Complay. So, yeah, really excited about that. I'd love to hear more on that. Um, the other question here would be, William Clayton, can we have more options and quality around NFTs on Juno? The likes of ETH and now Territory Network are making waves and Juno Network seems to be lagging behind. Anyone want to take that? Sure. Um so I think, you know, with with Data V2, we got some really great UI for like creating NFTs. And that's gonna be sick. Um I will say there's also a Stargaze outpost in the works. So like the main thing is you want to trade NFTs. That's can gonna be another option. Works super well. Obviously super biased there, but you know. Um you can also we also have, you know, Loop Network and Talus, um, if if you're not aware. So Check out those projects, and if they're not meeting your needs, like tweet at them. Like, just be like, you know, tell them what you think. Um, I, th- my hope is that, like, I think some of the cool tooling that we're building around DAOs with NFTs, like, uh, like for example, um, N- NFT-based DAOs, and not to mention like the tools for like managing NFTs, are going to like help, like, help like create like a lot more interesting projects on Juno doing things with NFTs. I will also say that ICS seven two one is being launched soon so that's the interchain nfts standard and contract that is going to go is actually being audited starting next week and so when the audit is complete we'll be able to start having interchain nfts which i think will open up a lot of possibilities where um, is that work to, by the way jake uh it is actually in the stargaze repo so if you go to github.com oh, cool. great public awesome slash ics721 it's uh uh, I'm really excited about this. I actually think that it's going to be a game changer for NFTs in the cosmos when we're not just locked on one chain anymore. You can have an NFT DAO on Juno and like trade them on Stargaze or Territory Network or whatever. I think having interchain NFTs makes them more valuable. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as that project goes, like you know, do check out the existing things we have on Juno. If they're not good enough, just like tweet at the projects. That's great. Um, I'm really excited for a Stargaze outpost and I'm really excited for interchain NFTs because, you know, the great thing about Juno is we're a permissionless smart contract chain. You can launch custom game NFTs on Juno, launch like, you know, NFT dials, um, and then do things with them on other chains. Great. That's the interchain way. Uh, awesome, everyone. 
Just a quick, just to expand on that too, I think uh, this is probably where the Juno Growth Fund subdow comes into it. Um, we are a permissionless network. Anyone can launch their NFT marketplace. If you think that the products that we currently have aren't great, provide feedback to the ones that we currently have, uh, but also uh, request through to the growth fund that, hey, we would like X product uh, and we can try and work through like a bounty program where we can say, we're willing to put up X amount of Juno uh, builders, build, and then the community can pick which one they like the most and then we fund that person to do it. That's ultimately where we would like to head. We want you to give us feedback around products that we want on the chain uh, and the bounty way, I think, is a fantastic way to do it. So. Thank you very much, Rama. Hope you're well. Um, I have a question for Windal from the community. Does the launch of Windal mean that JunoSwap Dex is about to be replaced? No, because it's a permissionless chain. Um, if it's up to JunoSwap Dex if they're going to be replaced, they need to innovate. If they don't innovate, we don't pick favorites here. This is not like Osmosis where we're just like, there's only one Dex on the chain. No, there can be many Dexes and it's up to them to compete to be the best one and compete to get any like incentives that come from the community. And so it's, it's up to them. I mean, JunoSwap could turn their game around, but you know, I'm pretty excited for Wind Dex because they're shippers and they're building great stuff and they're building great software and they're some of the best calls and and devs that I know. So stoked. Yeah. I, I think on the whole, all of the times when the Juno community has tried to pick winners or say like, this is the one thing for X, <clears throat> it's ended up being a mistake in hindsight. I think that Jake's comment earlier about us being the incubator for the interchain, like, you know, Polkadot's got Kusama. People have always talked about a Canary network in Cosmos, but practically everything launches first on Juno. Cosmosm launched first here. Skip is launching first here. Lava Network recently announced they're launching first here. And like, this is, this is what Juno is good at. It's the core infrastructure for Cosmos and then using it to try many, many different experiments. And I think that, you know, the reason why DowDow is so critical for Juno is the thing that's always been missing from Cosmos is better governance features. And the fact that we have those means that we've got a chance at winning some of those NFT communities once those NFTs can kind of flow for, freely through the interchain. Winning more of these other use cases through more experimentation instead of picking winners. And I think that's like totally where we need to go as a chain. I couldn't have said that better myself. That was great. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've got another request from Kevin to come up. Well, as a speaker, I'll, I'll ask this question quickly, Kevin, and I'll get you up. Is there a study being made? Now, this is from Chain of Atom on Twitter. Is there also a study being made to list uh, on a new exchange? Um, I think it might be referring to the when, when Binance or, you know, things like that. Is there, is there anyone who knows anything going on in the background? <laughs> Yeah, and we, do, there's a number of things that one has been working on, but we're kind of under NDA, so we can't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's nice. what I was going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's fine. Uh, okay, Kevin, do you have something to say? I'll throw you on quickly. No, I just want I've been listening in and enjoying, um, but I don't know. I'm just very, very excited about kind of all the different things launching and excited about what wind is building and i think that you know this concept of juno as 
an incubator for the interchain is kind of the most bullish use case for Juno that I've experienced within, you know, this, this time period. And I think that, you know, the chains that do things really well within the cosmos have a very strong interchain presence. Like osmosis is a Titan because they service the interchain and Juno is in a unique position to service the interchain with an incredible talent and community pool. And it's just awesome to see the structures starting to form and crystallize around that vision. And I think that's really where we're going to win and succeed. Definitely. Juno, like, I think it's important to remember that this is like, I think many people will experience this as a new narrative, but this has always been the narrative of Juno. We're going to bring things to market first. And I think that that is one of the things that uh, Highlander, your question earlier got to, which was sort of like, will subdows slow things down? I think Jake gave the bull case on like why subdows won't slow things down. But I think that we as a community need to retain this culture of sort of experimentation and moving things forward a little bit more quickly. That doesn't always mean there's updates on projects every day, but it does mean when there's some huge IBC feature that takes a really long time to ship and there's a bunch of other chains that are thinking about <clears throat> shipping it first, like Juno can ship that first. And you know, I, I know it's really easy to feel a lot more conservative when number go down. Um, which is kind of where we're at right now. But the only way that we retain our edge is by continuing to innovate. And I, I think that that's, that's the piece that we really can't lose. Totally. totally and, you know, we have, to be, we have to be willing to, like, make a few mistakes because nothing is perfect, especially when you're doing anything new. And as long as we learn from them, that's how we move forward, one step at a time. Uh, you, like, you, nothing's, yeah, nothing's perfect. You have to, like, in, in order to innovate, you have to try new things. Some subdows are going to fail. The key is just making sure that they're not like too big to fail. You know, um, we're not minting like, you know, 60 million like Juno tokens, for example, to like fund like a subdow. Like small experiments, let's build the processes. When mistakes happen, rip off the band aid and learn. And then we move forward. And if we keep doing that, I, I think we'll all be like really surprised at how far like the Juno Dow has come in like a year or two years that I think we're really building this like institution for the interchain and we're going to incubate so many great projects. And the more exciting things that come out of Juno, the more people are going to want to launch here. And we don't, I think Jack's answer on like not picking favorites. I think we've made that mistake before and we're not going to make it again. And we need to like, let the projects come here and compete for our attention and our users. We are actually, uh, I was talking with Josh the other day, according to Kepler metrics, we are the second like most active chain in terms of daily active users or daily, daily active accounts and like transactions. Um, and that's cool. Uh, I've got a question and they're great questions from MD Tomas. Thank you for leaving these in for us. Uh, I'm going to throw this to all of you guys. Uh, what is your top three priorities in 2023? Now, this is Juno in, in general. Could you share some plans for the upcoming year? Which part of the project are you guys most focused on right now? Now, we spoke a little bit yep. about sub-DAOs. Please go. 
Yeah, you know, I like I'd like to speak for Strange Love a little bit because we're a core development team and a lot of the work that we do kind of happens a little bit more in the background and it takes a little bit longer. And I know that there have been some folks in the community who are sort of questioning the value that, that we bring to the chain. And just to sort of speak to three of the top priorities for Strange Love next year. Um Interchain composability. So the ability for contracts on one chain to call functionality on other chains and to do that in a really user-friendly manner. We're doing a lot of fundamental innovation on top of IBC that's going to enable that. And because Juno is able to ship these core features as an incubator much quicker than other chains, we will be at the forefront of that IBC innovation in this sort of asynchronous composability revolution. Um, and the work that Strangelove is doing sort of ensures that that remains the case. A, and that B, that work happens at all. Otherwise, we're going to live in this place where we're just sending tokens back and forth, and there's not this rich kind of interoperability that other blockchain ecosystems have. Another key priority for us is expanding IBC to non-Cosmos chains. So when we're talking about that async composability, that's all fine and good, but if it just remains in Cosmos, then you know it sort of limits our total addressable market there. So we've been working with the Composable team for a very bring IBC over to Polkadot. We're really hoping to have the first demo of that uh, by the end of the year, but that, that's been a substantial resource, research project and has taken you know, the better part of a year to, to ship a bunch of upstream changes and build the tooling. And it's just, it's been a huge challenge. Um, and once we get the first one of those done, there's, there's gonna be many more coming. Um, first, some non-standard uh, Tendermint chains things like uh, Penumbra and Nomic, and then after that, things like Near and Algorand and E2 eventually. So that's our, it's one of our other priorities. And then, you know, the, the third priority is kind of testing and, and quality assurance. And Juno is going to be the first chain where we deploy a lot of these tools uh, to help do upgrade QA. Um, and, you know, optimize Tendermint in a lot of ways. Juno is currently running on five second blocks. There's no real good data on what's good block timing or how to optimize things there. And we're doing, uh, we've built a test framework that allows you to do that under realistic network conditions running across many different clouds. Um, and then finally, like with that testing and QA stuff, um, there's a bunch of core Tendermint work that, that we're planning for the second half of next year. But that's, uh, that's a lot of what we do. Awesome. If um, if that's it from you guys, I'd like to now open the floor to. I have one. I have one priority for next year, and I'd like Please to talk share. about it. It's something we've not talked about it, so I think it goes along really well with the theme of incubator for the interchain, and that's mesh security. I'm really excited about mesh security, and like it's really awesome that like we are like helping lead that with osmosis. Um, like we're actually making really good progress on um, if you go to uh cosmosm slash mesh security you can check out the latest progress on the code there but this is i think going to be a big game changer for for juno we can't just be another ics chain that's adam uh i think there's only going to be so many chains that want to use something like ics i think it's it's we can have both in the inner chain i think they're both great um for different reasons, but mesh security is great for Juno. And the reason is, is first of all, we can get a lot more economic security for our chain because Juno stakers can cross stake their Juno to secure Osmosis and Osmos Osmo stakers can cross stake their Osmo to secure Juno. We get that bi-directional security. Um, and that's really cool. The great thing about that is 
from you know your the Juno stakers perspective is you're actually earning other tokens by cross staking. Um, and this is really like important if we're going to be the incubator of the interchain. Because guess what? Some of the projects that launch originally on Juno and take advantage of our awesome DAO tooling and our awesome community and like airdrop to uh, Juno token holders or maybe do this new fancy thing called DAO drops, which, you know, I don't know what that concept is, but it sounds intriguing. Uh, you know, as we get all these projects that are coming out of the ecosystem, well, guess what? A lot of them that get really big and really successful are going to start their own chains. And so how do we allow Juno stickers to continue like benefiting from these things that they helped incubate aside from, you know, maybe just like the airdrop or whatever. And mesh security is a great way to do that. You can cross stick your Juno and we can secure chains that like come out of Juno and launch, you know, things like passage 3d. They can like, you know, like, and by being like an early innovator of this, we're going to secure ourselves as like this core part of the interchain, this experimental zone, this incubator, this DAO of DAOs. Um, and I hope that makes sense to people, but really, I think that mesh security is going to be uh, really great for economic security of, 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 of Juno. Um, and it's going to be really great for Juno stickers because we will be able to continue relations, economic relationships with chains that we help incubate. And that's really cool. And you'll be able to cross stake your Juno and earn other tokens. Like, I'm, I'm so stoked. Number one of the, like the top priorities for me, and then like obviously zero knowledge stuff and doubt out. But we can move on to like oh, let's open the floor. Yes, um, I see Rick News in the house. He's requested to speak. Uh, the floor is yours if you'd like to ask a question to anyone on the call today, Rick. <laughs> I'm getting laughs, but he's just put a thumbs up. Yeah, if anyone else wants to uh, request, Rick, Rick News doesn't speak. They're just here for attention. Ah, right. Okay, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the floor is open. Anyone, please do get involved with any questions. Come and request. Uh, I'll give it a few more minutes. Oh, lol, at that Rec News tweet. <laughs> that was great. I just saw it in the nest. Wow. Everyone should yeah. follow Rec News. It's, it's quality. Quality. Uh, Maestro.stars. Yeah. You have the floor. What's going on? Welcome to the general community. Call. What's going on, everyone? Hey, Dom. I have a, I have a just an idea of maybe, I don't know if it's something in, in the future that will be possible to do with uh, with DAOs on Juno. Uh, would there ever be a, a way to uh, select the address from a from a DAO and put it on on the uh, staking rewards, let's say from Adam instead of like instead of getting my atoms, uh, get them on a on a on a DAO address. Um, and uh, possibly, I'm just thinking out oh, maybe in the future, maybe 10 years out in the future or five years out, you know, um, I was thinking about like, you know, when my kids are old enough to, to give them an allowance, have two different wallets, one for my daughter, one for my son, and then uh, have the DAO distribute the rewards every month, equal parts. That way they don't have access to, to, to the tokens and, and there's no fights. I think these things are very possible. Uh, I have a hard time thinking like a year in the future, especially in crypto versus like five or 10 years. Um, but I, I do think uh, those kinds of things are increasingly possible. Um, and I will also, you know, call out another project that was like kind of incubating out of Juno. They're not super well known yet, but I think people are going to become increasingly aware of them and it's Vectus wallet. So this, this, this was, 
like the use case of like a family. Um, how do you make sure that your grandma can like recover her keys? Um, so there's these smart contract wallets that allow for social recovery. So effectively your family could all like have like a part of the key. And if grandma lost her seed phrase, uh, or maybe she shouldn't even have it to begin with. Cause like, who knows what she's going to do it. She's going to like give it to like the first person who calls her on a telephone telephone, just be like, you know, some sc- scammer calls her grandma and will just give it right over. Cause she doesn't know. Um, so like smart, I'm really excited for smart contract wallets being able to improve the onboarding and like usability of, of kind of more normal people into crypto. And I think those kinds of things will also be helpful, like kind of to get to the use case of like what you're talking about is like, you want to set aside some, some money for your family. You don't want to have them to have access right away. These are definitely kinds of things we can, we can do in smart contracts. Um, you know, I think that actually would probably be a really great project for someone out there to work on. Um, it's, it's extremely doable, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's hard for me to think five to 10 years in the future. It's just like the stuff moves so fast. Like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Okay. We have Akira connecting to the call now. Hello. Welcome to Juno community call. Uh, do you have a question for one of the team? I'm not sure if you were talking to me cause I disconnected when you gave me the mic. Yeah, you're you're up now. I can hear you now. Yeah, go for it. The floor is yours. Um, my question is uh, less a question about Juno specific applications and more of a question about everyone in the space. Uh, I'm a person who has something I'm trying to build, and uh, I don't really have the technical skills, and I don't know too much about the space. Uh, I'm wondering if there is a way I can get linked up with some people who are able to kind of uh, technically guide me in in a way if I can give them a, a little bit of what I'm trying to do without giving out too much. Because I mean, a great way a great way to do that is like you know join crypto Twitter. We have uh, if you follow a lot of the people that are on this call, they're often in spaces. There's a lot of knowledgeable people there. You can join a different spaces where you can like spend time talking about your ideas. That's great. Uh, I would also say check out DAODAO. Uh, we have this amazing like no code tool for, for running DAOs. Uh, and we're increasingly like letting, like giving, trying to give people the power to do more things without actually having to know how to like write Rust or having to know really very much. We just try to make a, a great UI for doing things like minting an NFT collection. We're going to be working on like, also like better interchain account supports over time. So maybe you want to take, you have like an investment DAO with your friends or family and you want to like LP your treasury on osmosis. Like we're, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible that people who aren't technical can still like use the tools that blockchains provide. But my encouragement to you would be like join, uh, like follow a lot of the people that are like listening to this call. They're oftentimes like in spaces, join those spaces. Those spaces are a great place you know, to like ask questions and like talk a lot more about your idea and yeah, uh, go for it. I, I think what I'm more looking for is like, uh, maybe, a, a to start one person who's interested, but a team of people, because the thing I'm trying to do really isn't, it doesn't exist. 
and there's not really a background for it and there's not really uh the best way to get a team of people is again like you know just find community um this is a this is a big community call so it's not like the best place to like kind of like discuss this this right now but like i said if you follow like a lot of the people on this call okay. you're going to like uh you know be able to join spaces with them you can talk to them about your idea and you know uh eventually you might find some people that are like that's an awesome idea i want to help you build that and that's that's how you you know like go about and build teams like uh you just have to like go and put yourself out there um and i think that's a better more organic way to re like meet people is like and find people you like working with like starting a protocol or a dao or whatever it's a lot of work and you got to find like a good community that you vibe with um so but yeah thanks for the question and and good luck but that's my encouragement just like yeah follow some people join join spaces like just keep dipping your toes in you'll learn more and more we're all learning things i learn new things every day like you, you just can't be an expert in crypto like you know there's always something new that's coming out there's always something new to learn the software is always changing and evolving and even the people that are like quote unquote experts in the space like you know it's like we're, we're all like constantly learning so just adopt that attitude and you're gonna go far yeah, and feel free to reach out to any of us in DMs. Everyone on here is pretty darn good about getting back if you have more specific questions about your project. And hopefully we can point you in at least somewhat the right direction on, on where to check out, whether it's Discord channels or any other number of places. All right, I'll, uh, I'll follow you guys and uh, I'll try to reach out and see who knows what. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for the question. Um, Crypto Tank, how are you, brother? Come to the stage. The floor is yours. Hey, guys. First and foremost, I just want to say amazing call. Super excited about everything you guys are talking about. Um, I did, I kind of, I guess I have two point question. Um, one is about the communication sub -dials. I just kind of wanted to, I know you guys' focus is obviously to communicate to uh, the greater, you know, network, you know, holders about what's going on. Uh, I did hear earlier on that you were saying that you guys were looking on communicating to um, outside sources for, I guess, you kind of hate using the word marketing uh, to try to get the word out about what we're doing here in Juno. Uh, I just wanted to know if you can kind of elaborate and kind of give us a little bit more details about what your guys' main focus is on that front when it comes to the communication subdial. Uh, and then on the back end of that, um, as many of you guys know, I did try to do my part uh, and get involved, uh, and I did put up the Spirit of Juno prop on Commonwealth, which admittedly was um, needed a lot of work. Uh, was kind of vague, but was it was intended that way? It wasn't an oversight. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say uh, or ask is: is there was there any constructive feedback that I could get from uh, who are on subdials uh, about that proposal? If there could have been better, if you guys saw any kind of benefit when it came to uh, a proposal like that, because the reason why I put it up, I thought that it would be a great way to kind of complement what you guys are doing and feel kind of like the more smaller needs and wants and kind of holes that we have in the community uh, and let you guys kind of work on the bigger picture of things. Um, but I, I feel like uh, as I read a lot of comments and got a lot of DMs, I feel like uh, maybe the, the point or the intent was missed or at least I didn't. I didn't uh, uh, communicate it by raw. I'll, I'll take uh, DM, sure. DM me about it, and I'll, I'll take another look at it, and I'll 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 send some comments your way. 
Um, I will say that like, especially for really broad things like communications and marketing and PR, there's a lot to do there. And we can have more than one sub DAO. That's like the beauty of the system. You know, maybe you're, maybe someone out there wants to connect with Spanish speaking audience in Latin America and they want to make, you know, Latin American Juno communication sub DAO or whatever. Like these are all like great ideas and, you know, we should just keep like organizing as a community and kudos to you for making a proposal. It's oftentimes hard to make a proposal because like sometimes people are, are really critical, but you know, we need to give people the benefit of the doubt because at least they're trying to do something. We're, we should be a culture that rewards the doers. It's like doing stuff is hard because sometimes people will criticize you if you don't do it perfectly, but like who does anything perfectly? I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and wait, but kudos for making a proposal. And I'll, uh, if you send it to me, I'll, I'll, I'll add some comments. And uh, I, I do want to say, especially for these like broader kind of things, like we can have more sub DAOs that are doing things like marketing and communication and, and outreach and education and documentation and also engaging like international communities. Like, cause I don't speak any other languages besides English. Awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I champion that tank, you know, there's, um, you know, there's so much work to do in the comms front, uh, you know, and, and, and the first priority I mentioned was, you know, it's all good doing comms within the Cosmos ecosystem, like I spoke about earlier on. We need to start looking outside Cosmos and we need to start, like, showing ways of bringing in these other users. And, and what Jack's talking about earlier with the power of IBC, you know, that's linking other networks together. Jake's spot on. I, I totally agree with that. We, you know, it, it could be sub DAOs within sub DAOs doing different roles on comms. So yeah, for sure, just email Jake or, or, or DM him, and we'll go through and we'll have a chat about stuff. Yeah, but the, the priority for us was to start engaging with the community first of all, speaking to you guys, and then taking it from there. So yeah, thanks for hopping on and and, and asking the question. I appreciate it, guys, and and I will. I I definitely still want to. Uh, to work on it and push forward on it. But obviously, like, you know, I, I just want to get the feedback and try to see if, if there's a benefit there at all. So I appreciate it. I will, I will reach out. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tank. Um, okay, we have another speaker up. We've got, um, let me see if I can pronounce this here. Dark Seed, 13 of us, whatever that is. Uh, but yeah, the floor is yours if you've got a question. Hi, those. guys. How are you? Did you hear me? Yeah, you're loud and clear. Great. I want to say I believe I know these two. Uh, one mentioned his name, Josh. Uh, incredible developers, if they're involved in this, I would like to know in what fashion. And uh, you guys have a great team if these two are the ones I think I spoke to before. Uh, incredible developers, bright minds. So if this is a community call, you you got the right two people representing you. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to look into this. But I look forward to seeing who's behind this. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, I don't see any more requests here. If there's any final notes on the call, suppose we can start winding it down. Um, I just want to thank all the community for coming on. It's been an average of 130 listeners on this space. That's awesome. Uh, thank you very much for joining. I want to thank our speakers for coming up in there. Uh, assisting on the call today and yes yeah, sure we're going to keep this fortnightly so the next one will be 27th of december um yeah so we expect this to be on again and, and and update the community going forward if there's anything else to add guys feel free i'm just stoked for the future we've been through some tough times together but tough times make a strong community 
And like I said, community is the moat. And is if we if we keep uh, self organizing, if we keep taking steps forward to learn from our mistakes and rip off the band aids and move forward, like we're gonna go far. We we just are, and we're like, you know, we're there's a lot of committed people to this chain. We're not gonna die. I mean, who knows if finance is gonna collapse collapse next week? But regardless, we're gonna fucking survive, and we're gonna thrive. You know. Um, so hang in there. Congratulations, class of 2022 bear market. You're now crypto OGs. Fantastic. Love you, Jake. Okay, everyone, uh, we'll end the space there. As I say, this will be recorded. We will get it archived and share it to everyone in the community. Thanks again, Jake, for coming on and, and, and having a good chat with us all today. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I look forward to the next one. Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Juno Community Call number one, organized by the Communication SubDAO. Recorded on Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate to show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces.